Great. Welcome, welcome. Uh, this is Lucy Mitchell, your host of the Fierce and Beautiful Collective. I've kind of changed it because somebody else had that name. And so originally it was the Fab Collective and that's already taken. So I had to add the it's the, and that's still like, I don't know if I'm really sold on it, but I am bringing you a bonus podcast episode because today is my wedding anniversary. And I was sitting here thinking of like, what should I have as bonus content? And I haven't had any special guests yet. So I thought, well, um, why not bring the man, the myth, the legend, my husband on (laughs) as my very first guest to share our story. Um, So many people have wondered and been enamored over how we met, how our story is, how we could still be oh so in love after all of these years. It's been 18 years today. And so I thought, well, why not just record this episode? And him and I, he's actually upstairs in his office. I am also video recording this. I'll upload it to my YouTube channel. Um, So this is kind of weird because he's literally right above me. Um, But um, without further ado, babe, why don't you introduce yourself and welcome to the show. (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, I'm Eric Mitchell. This is weird because I'm not next to you doing this. So this is just throwing me for a loop. It is weird. uh, I'm Eric Mitchell, Lucy's husband. Yay. (laughs) I I don't know what else I'm supposed to introduce myself. That's it. No, that's, that's I mean, look. It's so the reason why I say that people think our story is so interesting is because of how we met. And um, back then it was so weird and it was different and it was unique. And I feel that I would be remit. I don't know if remiss is the right word, but I just, I, when I sit back and think about where I was at in my life 18 years ago, and I don't know if you do this, but I do. And being a single, I was a single mother. I, um, you know, was fresh out of a divorce, like two years out of divorce. And so, I mean, I'll just go ahead and start it about where I was at. You know, I had divorced my first husband in 2002. I think it was fully done. And I had left him in 2001. So I'd had, I'd had some time. And honestly, I had written marriage off. That had just scarred me that I was like, mm, nope, I've got my son out of this. It's fine. I'll date, but I'm good. I'm good. I, I don't need this anymore. That's how bad it really was. I wasn't looking for anyone to come into my life. And I think, A, that is key. That is key to a good relationship is to not... And people will differ with this, but to be really looking for it. Sometimes it needs to find you at the right time. And online dating, I will tell you that online dating was very new. Okay. This is the day and age of the AOL. Okay. In fact, my grandmother had met her last husband in an AOL chat room. Okay. In an AARP poetry chat room at that. And she was the one who told me, give it a try. So I don't, I, my husband will tell his version of the story, but for me, um, I lived in the same town my entire life. 
it was one of those scenarios where I would go to a bar, like out with my girlfriends for a drink and I would see some guy and it would literally three of them would be like, Oh no, I dated that guy. Oh no. My friend dated that guy or some other information about the guys. So it was like, there was nobody new. There was nobody fresh. We had all gone to high school, elementary school, college, whatever, or everybody had dated somebody. It was like the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon basically in, in this town. So I was like, well, I'm young. I'm only, I don't remember how old I was. I think I was like 27. Um, why not try online dating? And I wanted to do it in such a way that there wasn't major strings attached. So I only used the free sites. Okay. I was not, I like, what was it? eHarmony. I think that's still around. Babe, did you have to fill out some like nine page survey? I don't know if you did that. I didn't pay for mine. I used all the free ones. That's I part know, of our story. But it was like, that's why I did it. Because yeah. as soon as you would like match or e- like, I get that it was serious, but I was not in that headspace that I was looking for my knight in shining armor. I was looking for that knight in shining armor for the day that was going to pay for my dinner and like have some conversation and maybe some good times. I'm sorry. Well, I ain't going to lie. All right. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. I mean, <laughs> why lie? Why, why sit there and try to pretend I'm something that I'm not at that time in my life. I was like, I was single every other weekend. <laughs> I was single. I didn't have my kid. And so, you know, these apps, they, they, they serve a great purpose in helping you find your person, but if you have to be in that right headspace. And I know for me, I wasn't, I wasn't willing to find, to put all of my pros and all of my cons. And I had spent five years in a marriage being told what all of my cons were. I didn't need to put them out. I didn't need to, to put them out on paper. I didn't need to put them out there. I also wasn't looking for somebody who was totally into feet either, you know? Into what? So, I mean, that was, that was my purpose in starting online dating. What about you, Eric? What was, what was going on with you at that time before we met? I'm Let's just trying to get it. past. Did you just say you weren't into people who were no. trying to avoid people who were into feet? No, I'm serious. See, it's, it's no. different. I mean, it's, it, it was different back then. I've heard stories from friends that are on dating apps now uh, about how weird people are. And I can only imagine it's gotten worse because there's more apps and Tinder and Swinder and Grinder and the Farmer one and the Christian one and all of those. But way back in a galaxy long, long ago, there was the app that we were on. I used it for free because I wanted to like, I had been married for a short time and that ended fast, like a year. And we got divorced right before 9-11, as a matter of fact. And yeah, I know. I was like, woohoo. And then bad things happened. Uh, and then I just was, I don't know. It was weird. It was like, I just, I'll try it out. Cause I have friends. I remember at work with, hey, you should try these apps. So I did it. And I was like, I didn't want to show my face. I don't know why it was weird. It was like, I didn't want people to know me. Cause I don't know. I was secret. I don't know. I don't really know why. Did you I don't say have, you didn't have any selfies or something. I also didn't have any selfies. Cause this was way, way back in the early two thousands <laughs> when we had like your razor phone was not going to cut the mustard with that <laughs> granulated picture. It's not like today where you have your iPhone 13 that takes a picture better than your $2,000 camera. Right? It, it, it was different. So I catfished, which is now the term, 
I use someone else's photo. I look nothing like me. I was figuring if they like this ugly dude. Don't tell that story yet. Don't tell that story yet. But anyways, I was just out looking for, like you said, fun for the evening. <laughs> fun. That's what the word we'll use. Uh, and that was it. I mean, lots of nightmare stories uh, that go with that. Lots of. What was your up. worst? Do you remember your worst? Okay. I used, this is a true story. I used to go and pick a mall, a downtown mall, Sacramento. Because it was three stories. And I was always tell them to meet me because, like, the second layer, the second level was where there was a Johnny Rockets and there was an Wasn't ETM. The eatery, the eatery or something. Yeah, there was like an eatery right there because you walk in past Hard Rock Cafe. And I always took the high ground so I could stare down from the third and see what they looked like when they met at that. I said, meet me you at the still elevator. Being a sniper. And you I was up on the third sniper. level staring down at him going, I felt like I was. What's his name and gladiator thumbs up, thumbs down. And I was out. I was, as I used to say, like, smoke and leave. Never there. Like I was signifiers never there. like wear red rose or how would you know what was the person? Cause I told them to go sit on this bench and wait for me. Oh geez Louise. And they would. And if they didn't, uh, nope. No, what would you do if it was a no go? Just leave. But you didn't, you were judging this person completely on looks. 100%. I was a selfish. Oh my God. I, I was, like I said, I was looking for fun, not conversation. So, right, right. This was your 20s. You're, you're not looking for somebody to read, you know, uh, Shakespeare with. So, gotcha. Gotcha. There we go. That, we're making this all PC. So, you can click that button. It's safe for children to listen. Uh, yeah, don't you worry. I, I uh, definitely, it, but people need to know because there's a lot of stigma again. And there's been so many YouTube, I mean, not YouTube. There's been so many Netflix, Datelines, 2020. There's been all kinds of things. And that's why I say our story is so, so unique because we came out on the other end, A, very safe. Uh, we've been married now for 18 years, but we, we had some experiences. And again, it's so different now than it is then. I mean, People are meeting up for the first time and disappearing. Like, and that could have been the case. I didn't, I didn't know you from nothing. And I, I didn't think, know you from nothing. Well, and this is why our story is so unique. This is why it's so different. So, okay. Our story is better than everybody else's because we watch all those Netflix specials you're talking about. And hey, I'm sorry, but the one that we just watched recently about the woman who met her man of her dreams on Word for Friends. And the second time they had a conversation, he asked her for $10,000. <laughs> Ooh, dating's definitely changed a lot if I'm asking people for 10K. I was not going to be getting no $10,000 out of you on the second day. No, Monopoly money, yes. Real money, no. <laughs> you were hooked up if you needed Monopoly money because I had your ass there. But if you wanted the real 10K, dream on. That wasn't happening. Right. No. No. But so I I have to – so I'll, I'll backtrack. So, again, so that was – your thing was obviously typical dude – Looking for a good time, okay? You should have been on freaking Tinder if it existed back then. So you knew exactly how to swipe left and swipe right, okay? I mean... I did from the third story. I was the inventor of swipe. I was third story, third story swiping. Swipe left, swipe right. You needed to be on bootycall.com, okay? Okay? Me, I was just like, I want to have a meaningful conversation. I was taking all of the things that I didn't get from my marriage... Because I got married so young. I, I mean, we both did, but it's like, I went 
from my parents' home, lived on my own. I had my own. I had a, a short, long, like a little bit of a long-term first relationship, dated a little bit. And then I met my, you know, my first husband and we got married when I was 21 and he was 42. He was 21 years older than me. And that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother time. Um, but in that short amount of time, the blessing that I got was my son, but I got so much more bad out of it. So I knew, I knew what I didn't want. I know I didn't want to get married. I didn't want any more kids, but I also wanted fun. I wanted somebody who was going to balance out my craziness, who was down to like go to Vegas at the last minute, but also okay to like Netflix and chill. I don't even know if Netflix was, maybe it was Redbox. I don't even know what it was. I think it was still Blockbuster at the time. Like I knew that's what I was looking for, but I also was like, very Netflix weird. was still mailing us stuff. That's when right, Netflix used to right, put a subscription, videos in the mail. and they would yeah. come after you if you didn't mail them back. But amen. You know, so I know, like my worst experience was this guy. <laughs> His bio said he was six four. Okay, said he was. I don't even know who the picture was. Again, probably catfished. Everything that he said about himself when I showed up at that claim jumper, which I don't even have the appetite for a claim jumper. Dude was the opposite. He was like four, six and he was like 285 versus like 185. I mean, and, and this, Maybe he's I bloated. stayed for the meal. I was going to get a meal out of it because I had to drive all the way from Sacramento. And at the end of it, I was like, I just have to ask, was that a typo? Because you said you were six, four. And he says, I have a larger than life personality. So I feel that it works. And I'm like, no. Strong response. I'll give him that. You get a, you get an A plus for a good response. I mean. Yes. So anyways, we met on the site called Matchmaker. I don't even know if it's in existence. It's not Match. Um, and it was free. You could create a free profile. And okay. what I remember is I believe you reached out to me first. Sure. Yep. That's the story. We'll go with it. Everybody at home. Yep. That's exactly how it happened. Did it, was it different? I don't remember. I don't remember either. That was 18 years ago. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't like it was yesterday. You're like 18 years ago. Do you remember exactly? No, I remember the first time I ever laid eyes on you. Like I, physically. Well, well, I remember that moment. Like it was yesterday, Yes. but the first phone call, I remember what you, what picture you had posted. I remember vividly because you were in a pair of soccer shorts. That's what it looked like in the photo. I don't know if you were. That's where my mind was. You could tell <laughs> that guy was there. Uh, babe, I pee my pants when I run. I don't mm. play soccer. Okay. But you, oh. you look like a smoke show in your photo. So I messaged you, I believe. I'll go with that because that sounds very Eric believable. So I'll go with if that sounds right. I, I honestly don't remember if it was you or me. I'm pretty sure it was me. Because, yeah, anyways. But yeah. Anyways, I'm pretty sure because I never made the face move, first move anyways because I was so new at it that I wasn't quite sure. But I do remember the question that I asked you when you reached out or whatever we, you know, however you did things back then. Okay. And it was, what is the craziest thing that you would like to do or that you would want, that you want to do? And what did you say? I said, swim with a great white shark in a cage, not yes. like not out petting one in the water, like in a cage. And I immediately gave you my phone number. So I was like, yes. Okay. That's the adventure that I'm looking for. 
Fuck y'all push this guy into a freaking cage and watch him swim with the sharks. I ain't going to do it. No, no, no. Be clear. I'm not swimming with a shark. I said in a cage. I still will swim in a cage with a shark outside of the cage. I ain't jumping in like petting great whites like you see on TV. This isn't shark week. I'm not looking to be a snack. I need all the audience listening to understand that the person that I was, this picture I was looking at of who I thought I was talking to. Yep. Two different people. Two different people. Okay. So, and we'll get to, we'll get to how this comes to be. Okay. So here's how the story goes. And since I have a great memory, I get to tell it and you can just interject if you think something is wrong, but I give you my phone number and Duke proceeds to call me at a specific time almost every single day. And it happens to be between like the four and four 30 time period of the day, because that's when I would leave work and go to the tanning salon. Same with me. Not going to the tanning salon, but I would be leaving work to go get Annabelle daycare. And so he would, he would call me mm-hmm. and sometimes he would call me like sometimes during the day, I don't remember there was texting going on. It was the cutest thing because I'd find out he was calling his mom and he was talking about this girl that he had met. I mean, we had amazing conversations. My husband, to we at this point, not knowing, you know, would make up the funniest voices that are totally inappropriate now. You're well, they're not, not happening right now because who knew? Don't no, get no, no. On your fifth no, episode. totally not PC. But let's just say that, you know, he thought he was just the comedian. So he would make up these different accents of different cultures. We'll just leave it at that. And I just thought it was so funny. So inappropriate. And this is the part of the show where Eric says it wasn't to be offensive to any of those cultures that we were using those voices. It was just because it was called humor. I was being funny and sarcastic to get in a girl's pants. That's all I was doing. So anybody out there, PC police, that's what I was doing. Yes. Thank you for that PSA. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It was funny. Sometimes he would use a gay accent, a gay voice. Sometimes it would be, you weren't supposed to name him. I was, Why not? <laughs> this isn't anything goes show. I'm not going to sit there. I'm going to click the box explicit, not for children, but again, y'all, this was the early two thousands. Okay. I, I don't know what True. to tell you, but I thought it was time. funny. I did not have humor for five years in a marriage. There was no laughter. There was no humor. So this was a breath of fresh air. I just still hadn't met this guy. We lived about 45 minutes away, you know, in California. And so granted here, he is stalking people at the mall on the third level. And I'm meeting up with guys who claim they're six feet tall and they're really four, six. And look, there's nothing wrong with being four, six or five feet tall. Just realize that I'm five, nine and I'm a traditional gal. I just want my, the man that I'm with dating or not to just be taller. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Just be who you say you are. Okay. For any of you thinking about going online, don't lie. You're going to have to meet these people in person. Hence coming up to how we d- we get to his profile picture. Okay. So anyways, This is in January of 2003. We did not meet until October and we did not have 10 months of ongoing conversations. Now, my dear husband, tell me, why did it take 10 months for us to meet? Tell that part of the story. I had a crazy ex-girlfriend. I did. 
Don't just leave the audience hanging. Well, I broke up with her. She was a childhood, like her family was childhood friends. No, wait, how how long before you had start? Like, did you really break up, or were you a typical dude where you broke up with benefits? No, we broke up. We were not having benefits after like your and I. Like, still babysit your daughter. Would but you- that was different. I needed a babysitter, damn it! And I knew it. Like her whole family again. For my female audience out there, you will all sit there going, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. It's well, not that really way. I was, no, 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 no. What everybody needs to know is the background on this. Number one, her entire family was friends with my entire family growing up. And when my family went through a traumatic experience in the early 90s, yes. this family was there for us. And I had her sister, her older sister was my like first crush when I moved to California. Because she was like, I was 15 and she was ridiculously hot. And I ended up dating her sister. So that makes me sound really shallow. But it was like years later and I had already graduated and all that stuff from high school and, and the Marine Corps and all that. Anyways, yeah, anyways, move forward to this part of the story. I had broken up with her, started talking to this beautiful woman that I'm married to. And this psychopath, not the woman that I'm talking to, but the ex, <laughs> got to be careful with the insults here. Uh, she, we broke up and we moved out. And so I moved into an apartment that was literally like walking distance to where I was working. Cause I worked for this startup. It was a great startup. Literally it was, it was best pay I've ever made in my life. So I was like, this is perfect. Cause literally one exit up is my oldest daughter, Annabelle, who's now in her mid-20s. This is where she went to daycare. It made it easy so I could do everything and kind of stay there. And I was worried about being late for work because I really love this job. Three months into me living in this beautiful apartment complex, the psychopath moves in and an apartment like four buildings over in the same apartment complex. Like literally she can like look into my apartment from... Oh, yeah. Like, she could see the front door, who was coming and going. It was weird because she wouldn't go away. Then she got a job at the building right next door to the apartment <laughs> complex. Like, it just got really gross just and really weird. Guy, I was like, babe. You're just a lovable guy. Uh, sure. Okay. But so, this was just weird. So what, anyway. was go- what was going on is, is during this 10-month period, like, in the week, we decided we were going to meet. And you canceled on me at the last minute because... Because the crazy person. That's the, the Remember basketball. You were playing basketball. I was always playing basketball, but she would show up at it. She would it show like up. Si- it's like a stalker. She wouldn't come to the game, but she would be right there. It's like when you watch <laughs> movies and there's a funeral and the people aren't at the funeral. They're just like at a tree over from it. That's what it was like. Five hours of basketball with the boys from the startup I worked with. And some dudes I went to high school because we played up in Folsom. And that's why I went to high school. So I would play with all my dudes. And then we would go out and go to a sports bar because every other weekend I was a single dad. Yeah. So I would go do this every other weekend. On weekends I had my girl. <laughs> Belly and I went everywhere. We usually were in Folsom. That's where I'm from. And we would go see folks that I was close to, go into Roseville, go all over the place. But every other weekend I would invite, said Lucy, hey, you should come up. And I know where Stockton was because it was the place where everybody told you, you just stop there for gas. You don't get out of your car. (laughs) You do not get out of your car. You just stay here. 
Just Look get off at Hammer Lane. You would have got out your car. You could have met me so much earlier. But so we would go play basketball, but this psychopath would always show up. So I couldn't invite anybody to these games that was female because this little thing would sit there and then eyeball them the whole time. And if you ever saw this person, you would see what I mean because the person's face probably still to this day looks like they permanently have a turd right up under front and they're angry. <laughs> and no yes. reason that is angry. Their look is just angry, resting yes. angry face. Yes. So to, to cut down the 10-month period in a nutshell, we would talk for a little bit. He would make arrangements for me to come, like us for to meet, and then he would cancel at the last minute. So I would move on go back to online dating. I wouldn't hear from him for a while, for a couple months. Then he would all of a sudden text me again. And we would just go back to our routine of him calling me while I was in the tanning bed. Um, and, you know, making his silly voices and us talking, kind of just, you know, getting to know each other a little bit. But, sure but make sure you say, but I don't want people like, I, I think it needs to be said that during this same time, I was going through some ugly stuff with my ex-wife. Yes. The way that she was treating my little girl, my everything was my daughter, Annabelle. Like, so I didn't care about dating. There were times I went months without anything and didn't care because it wasn't a priority to me because I was literally fighting a psych, another psychopath. It was like, boy, did you do it? I attract psychos. Thank you. That's awesome. They got, I got off of the psycho train when I got married, but a good save, good save. That was a good save. You like that? Everybody at home playing at home. Save yes, I do. You know, yes. We both were going through I, um, quite a bit. I mean, I had to file a bankruptcy uh, from, and my ex-husband showed up and tried to like claim debts and like try to claim against me. And he was the one who put all that. I think it was really, I do believe that it was, it was God like putting his hand in to be like, this is meant to be just not right now. Mm -hmm. And I have, I'm firm, I'm a firm believer in that. And, and also, again, about making sure that you're ready and that you're right, especially when you've been through something traumatic. I mean, when we did finally get together, you were still in the throes of dealing with the ex-wife. I mean, that, but that was not something that, that went away until I think our second or third year of marriage. I mean, our marriage didn't start out all rainbows and sunshine. It started out in courthouses and dealing with custody issues on both sides and, and, you know, again, a, probably another podcast for another time. But in part of our, in part of this story, when I go back, is that when you reached out in October, um, randomly, I think it was like October fifteenth, because I know the day that we that we finally met in person, and you're like, but you hey. didn't tell the best part of songs that we would play while you were in the tanning bed. Come on, everybody needs to know this because it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it doesn't. It does. uh, go ahead, tell the story. Anyways, back in the, the day. The song that, we, that is our song. Our song. Well, there is two our songs. Two. One is by Tim McGraw, Faith Hill. That's Best our couple. wedding that's, that's our wedding song. Best couple ever in the world. That's how everybody should inspire to be like Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. And our other song <laughs> was by Little John uh, called From the Windows. And literally we would, Lucy would lay in a tanning bed and I would be driving to go pick up my wee one and uh, we would sing that stupid song even if it wasn't that song that was playing that was the song that we went back and forth and it I don't know why we thought it was funny it's actually did. called get low 
Is it really? It's called get low. See, I never knew because I just always said from the windows and she would say from the walls and then I would say. I mean, I think the best scene ever is from uh, the proposal with Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock and Betty White. And Betty White is out in the forest and she's doing some type of like Indian thing. And then Sandra Bullock comes out and like takes the tribal music and turns it in to um that sec that part of from the windows to the walls to the sweat drop down by balls all yeah so anyways back then that song was very popular and was always plain and so it became a song that we would like rap to each other and if it came on we would text each other and it just it's it's now our song we are so classy you're so classy. Our children so, are proud of us. Anyways, I have to get to the picture because I'm sure by now they're like, what the hell? What is about this picture of this guy? Because if you're listening until you get to the YouTube and see this, you're not going to understand. No. So by now it's October, it's 10 months later. And I like pretty much forgotten about the guy. Like literally. I mean, I dated a whole nother guy. I like went, I dated two other guys. I went to Vegas, like with two brand renewed, Napa, all the things. I'm living my life, I'm living my life every other weekend. And because by now, these, these are going to be the questions that I ended up asking Eric, but he texts me randomly. I'm at a, a different job. I'm at a new job. And he texts me. He's like, Hey, do you remember me? I don't have his number in my phone. So I'm like, no. And he's like, you know, we, you, you, we used to talk on the phone when you'd be in the tanning bed. And I was like, Oh my God. Eric, where have you been? And, you know, he's like, I was handling some stuff. Like, how have you been? And I was like, that's it. I just have to ask you, are you gay? No. Are you fat? No. Are you married? No. Like, then why haven't we met? And he's like, well, I'm free this weekend. Do you want to meet? And I was like, okay, can you, I, I don't remember what you look like. Can you send me a picture? So he sends me a picture. Now, the picture that he used on his profile picture was who, babe? That would be former and future Hall of Famer, uh, New Orleans quarterback, Drew Brees. Are you Drew Brees? Uh, I am not, but he's one fugly dude with a thing on his cheek. So I figured if you liked <laughs> me with that, then that would pass and you really liked me. Excuse me. Sorry, now, Drew. <laughs> luckily for him, I did. I grew up in a 49er household and like liked the Raiders because I thought I was a badass. Like that was it. And I did not pay attention to anybody other than like Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. Like maybe Brett Favre, maybe I don't even know. Like I did not there, see there's a, there's see there's a reason why I used Drew. And there's also because when I used to go out with the guys, I used I used to use a different name because I thought it was funny. And the name I used was Chipper Jones because he was a third baseman for the Atlanta Braves. So we would go places and he would be able to say Chipper Jones. And his real name is not Chipper, obviously. It's Lawrence. So we would get great laughter out of Lawrence for them saying my name is Lawrence Jones. But Chipper Jones was a great name to use. So that was during a phase where I thought it was hilarious to make people say silly things at all times. I don't know why. But then I used Drew because he was an ugly dude. Well, I don't know. He's probably, if he listens to this, I should. But uh, anyways, uh, Drew, you're a beautiful man. 
Uh, but you don't think he's ever going to listen to this? And if he does, I don't know. Hopefully, he doesn't. Thank you. But anyways, thank you. Yep. <laughs> but it was used, and if you liked me because of it, but that's not the picture I sent you, because. That's when the gig was up. And I figured if you asked the question, I was, I always have stuck, stuck to that story is if yeah, you, you sent me a picture of you on a couch in a bar Yep. and your ex-girlfriend was in the background. That's because she had stalked me to the bar. <laughs> she always ended up everywhere I ended up. It was really uh, weird. So anyway, so we were going to meet, I think it was like, that Monday or something because I had plans. I had plans yeah. to go. We were going to meet at the elephant bar. We were going to meet at the elephant bar. Arden yeah. Fair. On Monday. Yes. And so I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to Berkeley. I'm going to Oakland and Berkeley. I'm going to, my sister is possibly getting back together with her ex-boyfriend, which is now my brother-in-law. Um, and she doesn't want to go alone. So I'm going to go with her. And honestly, I actually had a date. I did go, but I had a date with this other guy I had met online um, who looked like a really good time. And that was going to be the end of it. Like, that's all it was. He just looked like or, like it was just going to be some good times while my sister figured out she was going to get back together with Jeff or not. And um, so we ended up at this. He We went to Oakland, went to his house, and then Jeff took us um, to this uh, to Berkeley, to the Berkeley area. And we were in this bar that is no longer um, open. Well, first we went to this pizzeria kind of place and then we went across the street and I really think he was trying to get her buzzed. <laughs> and you called me and you said, I can't wait till Monday. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm in Berkeley. I don't want to tell you. And you said, I'm on my way. Mm -hmm. And you drove from Sacramento all the way in the rain. In the rain, all the way to Berkeley, California. Sober, in the rain, to Berkeley, California. Yep. I'm sorry, is this for children? <laughs> you were not sober. You had two dudes with you, and you were higher than a freaking kite. You were smoking. I wasn't driving. I was floating in the seat next to I the know. guy. I know. You were so concerned. Y'all, he had to get high. He had to smoke a joint in order to, to like, because what if she doesn't look the way her picture is? Because I was going out of my comfort zone. I wasn't on the third level. You weren't there, so I could... I could we go. We weren't meeting at the Arden Fair Mall. No, we weren't meeting. It wasn't the Arden Fair. It was a downtown mall. And I was two fish bowls in, so I was like, "Whatever, I'm going to have fun with it, no matter what." Because if all fails, I got this date that I'm supposed to go on with this guy. And so we're sitting in this rest in this bar that has like a lounge kind of couches and stuff. And he's on the phone. And he's like, "Okay, I'm here." I'm like, "No, you're not." Whatever. And I see this guy walk by on a phone, and I jump up. And I stick my head out and I was like, hey, I saw him on my phone. I'm like, hey. And he turns around and I said, are you looking for me? And what did you say? I said, I sure as hell hope so. And that was it. That was it. Drop mic, walk on, in scene. In scene. That's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. That's our story. But <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, it's like when I sit back and I think, because again, I can't, you know, going forward, here we are 18 years later, and there's so many chapters to our book, to our novel of, of who we are as husband and wife and, and best friends and soulmates. But at that moment of us, I know, I, I know for you, but especially for me of us locking eyes, I was done. I was done. I didn't What's care up? that you were Drew Brees. I didn't care. I like that. 
I just, and in fact, you had a family friend who you went to because you thought you had messed it up. You kept canceling and everything. And, and what did John say? I don't know. Remind me. Cause I honestly, oh my God, <laughs> a family friend of theirs. You went you know to all these stories. I forget. It's 18 years. Yes, you're the one who told me. I know. So but it was that, long ago. that John had told you that, look, if it's meant to be. Oh yeah. That. Yep. Dude. Seriously. You're still <laughs> that, here. Damn it. <laughs> you know that if it's meant to be, that she'll be there when you're ready. Yep. Because you, in your journey to get to me, had so many stumbling blocks, whether it was through work or whether your ex-psycho girlfriend or you're you know, dealing with your daughter or your ex-wife or you just needing to get a lot of things out of your system, you know? And, and same with, with me in that I, you know, was, I had my sister possibly getting a divorce, my other sister dealing with an ex-boyfriend that was like crazy. You had to help in all that when we first started dating. I mean, there's so many things, but us to that moment of us finally meeting on October 18th. And we started talking at the beginning of January. I think it was like January 3rd or 4th. So over 10 months when most people would have given up, moved on, maybe found somebody else, but somehow the universe continuously aligned us back to, to us. Like you really trying your hardest to, to like get to me. Cause I didn't call and to contact you after coming. You stopped talking to me. I was like, well, all right, I'm moving on. There was, it was you constantly, you know, reaching out to me and figuring out some things. And I just think that there's a lot to that story that there's so that, that needs to be shared. Um, because it's, it's an un, I just haven't heard a lot of stories like that. I hear a lot of like, well, I was at a bar with my girlfriends. I looked over, I started talking to this guy. He bought me a beer. We started dating and now we're married. And I'm like, you know, my dad used to draw chalk figures of him holding my mom's hand. And he was almost going, he, he was on his way to college while she was in high school. Like he pursued her, that pursuit. It's talked about it. And this isn't a biblical, like spiritual show, but it's, I was right in, in that it's talked about in the, in the Bible. Like that's it. That is built within the man. And there's certain traits that are built within the woman, but us as girls, as little girls, that's what we dream of. We dream of our knight in shining armor pulling up showing up and whisking us away and pursuing us. And, you know, that's the story that I have of, you know, my dad doing that with my mom. I'm like, who the heck draws on the sidewalk unless you're like five years old, but he was sending such cute little messages. He was fighting for her, just like you inadvertently without even knowing it fought for us for, to meet me. And look at 18 years later, look at what you have. <laughs> look at me. Anyways, I just, I thank you so much for like coming on here, for being my husband. Well, you don't have a choice, but I mean, we all have choices, but for doing, agreeing to do this, to share our story, because it is unique. It is, you know, we weren't, this isn't what we were looking for. And we both, no matter what, at the end of the day, like we could irritate the crap out of each other and probably say a lot of things that we shouldn't say. But no matter what, at the end of the night, we always reach for each other. You know, it's yep. like, even if it's just a toe or a hand or 
uh, whatnot. All these years later, we look forward to, you know, spending time together and laughing together. And I just appreciate and, and honor you for coming on to my new little show here and letting me hold you under the spotlight per se. Um, Drew Brees. At least you didn't waterboard me, so I'd be okay. <laughs> no, but I'm going to tell you right now, ladies, um, double check. Now you can do all kinds of research. You can Google people's names and search on their their LinkedIn, make sure that the person's picture is really them because this guy probably is the one who started it all. But, but before you wrap this, you left out one part I think is, is key that explains a lot about us is when we were done with that bar in Berkeley and Jeff and Teresa wanted to go do whatever they were going to go do. They were going to church, honey. What do you think they were going to go do? Sure. Somebody was yelling God's name. I just don't think it was in his house. Oh, uh, that's my sister. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> but we left to go into the city because we were right across. If you don't know geography, Oakland is right across the San Francisco Bay from San Francisco. So we were going to go into San Francisco. Dead Mouse and a whole bunch of other artists were playing at an all-night club. That's what we were heading to the Bay Area to do anyways. Just happened to... Yeah. Anyways, so we... I invited Lucy to say, hey, you want to come along? She, of course, said yes. So before I could leave to take her, because this kind of ties into what you said earlier about how crazy people are today. My brother, Now he's my brother-in-law, so it's weird to call him. But he wasn't my brother-in-law then. He was just some dude, looked like Drew Carey, who was asking me. He asked me for my driver's license. He said, you could take her, but you have to give me your driver's license. So for some reason I had my expired driver's license driver's license and my real driver's license so I gave him my expired driver's license because I wasn't giving him my real ID because that would suck but I gave him my driver's license and he said I could get it back once I brought her home so when I returned her the following dawn it was taped to the door so when I kissed her goodbye or good morning or whatever you call it when the sun is coming back up I think it's good morning there was my driver's license taped to the door so that's called being safe. And I, I think that it says a lot about us. From the very moment we've had other people involved with us and, yeah. we've, and we've made it and it's a journey and it's been why well, it hasn't been like sunflower and rainbows 24 hours a day. It has been great. I'm glad that I waited. I'm glad that I have you in my life. And I think the moral of the story for other people who are looking for the right person is don't force it. I know a lot of people spend an eternity trying to force it, right? You see all these damn TV shows and they sit around and want to give people roses like, oh, I watched The Bachelor. That's what I want. Do you really <laughs> want it? Because how many of those people who are on The Bachelor end up having major effing issues? Like they never last. It's all forced. So I think a lot of people and what your podcast is doing is showing the light that, you know what? This is real life, not this bubbly crap that they put on TV that makes everybody feel warm and fuzzy for five minutes. So anyways, thank you for having me on your show. I love you dearly. I love you too, babe. Happy anniversary. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening today. Um, as always, please remember that you are fierce. Yes, babe, even you, even you, you're fierce and that you are beautiful. And that I totally, I, I truly do honor every single one of you for being a part of this collective. And um, I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode please do not forget to of course subscribe um i drop new episodes twice a week um, i'm gonna be having 
more amazing special guests. And again, this is just really about just talking about life, life as it happens, life as it's been experienced, um, how I've utilized all of the stories that I've experienced in my life and how it's gotten me through it and um, able to re- you know, peel back all of those layers of my own personal onion to, uh, to reveal my own inner beauty and my inner fierceness. And that is what I want to share with you guys all today. So with that, until next time, uh, thank you so much. I honor you all.